Gentlemen, start your engines. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines from Fox Sports Spartanburg, and that's partially true. We've got 75% attendance again today with, uh, with uh, Alan still fishing. Hopefully he'll, uh, he'll come hope back with us. Catching a lot of fish, winning a lot of money. Well, I hope so too. Good morning, Ronnie. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was just sitting here reading from the newspaper today that... Uh, Looks like you got a phone. Yeah, well, it's a little paper. Oh, okay. That... Uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration still going on in downtown Spartanburg. Uh, streets are still going to be closed off, and, and they're going to have music acts all day at Delaney's Irish Pub. And uh, if, if you're in and around Spartanburg, that's something you might want to look at. I wonder uh, if they didn't get a lot of things postponed because of the weather yesterday. It was kind well, of a lousy day to be walking around Morgan Square. It was, but this was had already been scheduled as a two-day event. Okay, well. Head on out there, and from what I understand by way of listening to Tyler's show yesterday morning, we're going to do the barbecue festival, I think, down there on April the 1st, right? April Fool's Day. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to, but I have not been officially invited. So, Oh, we'll, we will be. Well, I, don't, I hope so. We're, we're grandfathered in. If not, I'll sleep late. <laughs> morning, Greg. Morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Feeling a little bit better than I did last week, but uh, just got some decent weather. Like I say, uh, St. Patrick's Day wasn't hitting on too much yesterday, and luckily they got a deal going on downtown where it's two-day events, so people get to enjoy St. Patrick's Day a little bit. But yeah, everything's going good. Well, it was cold uh, last night, and it's going to be cold again tonight, and from what I understand, uh, by Wednesday or so, it should be back up to spring. Monday's the first day of spring, if I'm not mistaken. That's the 21st. The vernal equinox, uh, probably. Yeah, because that was my dad's birthday. Is that right? It probably still is. Yeah. Well, Greg. I was born on the 22nd. Do what? Your uh, birthday is next week, right? Yeah, March 22nd. Day the 18th. I guess that'd be four days. Okay, well. Anyways, coming up. Take that day off. I might just do this. <laughs> Who'd like, you get us for a guest? Did you get one today? Well, we, we we talked to several people. We got people lined up. And it, it dawned on me somebody we, we didn't interview last year. We normally do, but we got the winning his crew chief in all categories of all time. Richard Petty's crew chief, Mr. Dale Lemon. And uh, he's a good one. He, he's uh, he, he's eighty six years old, as was our guest last week, who was a crew chief. But uh, Dale Lemon won seven championships with Richard Petty and one with Terry Labonte which makes eight and he won 188 races with Richard Petty and um, a couple with Tim Richmond and a, a few with uh, 
Terry Labani. So, uh, yeah, we'll have Dale Inman on at 11 o'clock. We had to shuffle our schedule just a little bit because um, Deb has Deb, interviews. All Deb's morning. got some interviews this morning, and uh, look at that, Ronnie. All right. If you're watching Peacock, which I've got it going here on my phone. They are getting ready to start the 12 hours of Sebring, and uh, I think it officially starts at 10:10, which is only uh, like a Don't minute away. away yeah. And it will be the uh, Whelan Cadillac that we pull so hard for. Mike Hill's car, driven by Pipo Durrani, is on the pole. Yeah, so, sitting on the pole. Good. Sitting on the pole, and uh, he's been on the front row last three years in a row. He was on the pole in. 2021 he was on the front row he started second last year but he's back on the pole this year and uh i'm looking at it and i'll try to not to be too distracted by it but looks real good to see him up there and hopefully he'll stay there one of penske's cars had a real bad wreck yesterday in the five minutes before practice was over and they had to uh cut practice short five minutes but yeah we always pull for him. Mike Hill has been real good about keeping me up to date on what's going on. Sending me, he sent me a text early. Well, it wasn't too early yesterday, saying that uh, Pipo Durrani had taken the poll. So uh, that's good. That's real good. And but, I imagine he's a little busy, busy this morning. You know, he is such a good friend of the show. He probably got his own as well. <laughs> I don't know if he does or not, but anyway, it looks like a beautiful day in Sebring. And uh, let's, uh, like I said, we've had to shuffle things around. So the first hour of the show is just going to be pretty much the three of us talking. So let's get right to some results. Um, for Winston Cup last week, they ran the uh, United Rentals Work United 500, and that was at Phoenix. And it was uh, another win for William Byron, who's now won two races in a row. It was as the week before at Las Vegas. It looked like it was going to possibly be a uh, Kyle Larson win. But a late caution flag uh, bunched the field up. And Larson, uh, I think he stayed out and everybody else went in and got tires. And that's, you know, if he'd have gone in and gotten tires, nobody else would have. So no matter what the leader does, it's the kiss of death. That is a a struggling situation to be in. We've been in it years ago when we was racing it's like either way you make a move you have to be leading at the wrong place wrong time in the race <laughs> and it, it's hard to come out on top with those deals well it's he was a sitting duck but still he hung, hung in there real well and got a real real good bump going into the first turn by uh, Tyler Reddick in that uh, Toyota not even a Chevrolet and he uh got bumped out to a several car length lead and they got through uh the first lap of the overtime without a caution without a crash so they came on around and finished the race and nobody could catch him and william byron was the winner and that's the second race he's won this year and out of four second place was ryan blaney so uh nobody picked byron but i think deb picked blaney because she stole him from lanny right third was tyler reddick fourth kyle larson fifth kevin harvick Sixth, Christopher Bell. Seventh, Chase Briscoe. Eighth, Kyle Busch. Ninth, Alex Bowman. And tenth, Josh Berry. Now, um, after the race, NASCAR handed out some, I mean, big-time penalties. And let me get... These them whoppers there. I mean, this was big. They, they, uh... Got another, another sheet here. 
the penalties were against college racing, which is a Camaro, and uh, Hendrick. And what they had done, and uh, we're trying to figure out which louvers. Now, Ronnie thinks it's the louvers on the bottom of the car. Yeah, I, I remember them during the race last week mentioning that they had taken away some of the bottom louvers. Well, they're parts that come with the car, or yeah. they, they come from a specific manufacturer, and you can't monkey around with them. I mean, that's what you got to work with. That's the piece you got to use. And if you use something different, they don't like it. Uh-uh. And they didn't like it a whole lot. So what they did was, um, on the college car, this is called a level two penalty. Uh, they've confiscated the louvers, but in the case of uh, all of them, they fined them um, $100,000 each, which is actually kind of chicken feed to those teams, but 100000 bucks is 100000 bucks. A uh, hundred points. Driver points. Out. Well, that is a lot. And it it hit colleagues so bad, they're sitting now in the point standings at minus 40, which means they had 60 points until they got hit with this penalty. So they're at minus 40. Uh, and, the, uh, and 10 playoff points. And the uh, crew chiefs were suspended for four races and fined $100,000. And that's where the $100,000 came in. Of course, the teams will pay that. It comes out of any cruise chief's pocket. But, you know, with something like that, I, I, don't, I just don't know how you could make a mistake like that or what the advantage would have been. Of course, they won the race, and the week before that, they finished 1-2-3. So maybe this louver was some type of big advantage. When we get Deb on here at 11-20, we'll ask her exactly what it was. But um, I wondered, Perry, not to interrupt you, but I did. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Sorry but, to interrupt you, but I did. But uh, I was told that somewhere along the line they, they had hit it partially with, with the wrap of the car. That was, uh, now you could be right, but it's, if it was under the car, I don't think it's wrapped down there. No, it's not wrapped. You down. know, they did that last year, and it was something with the front end piece, that nose piece that they uh, they did something with, and, and they covered it with the wrap of the car. So I think that's what you're I think that's that what you're thinking. What I'm thinking that was about. last year. But anyway, this was a, a huge fine. It's like Christopher, not Christopher Bell, um, William Byron, and I'll get to the points in just a second, has won two races. They don't take your win away, and he's obviously solidly in the playoffs, but he's only got 44 points. So it re- really was a big setback. There were also fines for uh, Denny Hamlin, he came out on his podcast last week and said that he intentionally tried to wreck La- Ross Chastain yeah. at, at Las Vegas. Well, since he can't keep his yap shut, they fined him uh, $50,000 and took away 25 points. Because they went back and reviewed to see what the heck he was talking about, and they went, oh, yeah, you can't do that, whatever it was <laughs> he did. And I'm sure on the pre-race shows and everything this week they'll show it. But... uh yeah, so because he opened his big pie hole, they fined him 25 uh, driver points. And uh, because of his intent to have contact with Ross Chastain. And uh, actually, that was at Phoenix, not at Las Vegas. I'm, I misspoke there. So, uh, you know, it's sort of like when Jeremy got, you know, he got his penalty last year and they took away Daytona. He sent in a part that they didn't ask for. Yeah. And that's what they found illegal. He got it back, 
but you know, just don't give them more than the, you know than they need because if they can use it against you, obviously they will. There was one more fine um, for a loose wheel that got away during a pit stop from uh, the number ten Haas, uh, Stewart Haas car of Eric Amarola, and uh, he got not a monetary fine or a points fine, but the two crew members that were handling that tire, Ryan Mulder and Sean Cotton, have been suspended for two races. Now, I'm not going to get into all the particulars here because it does tell um, who the substitute crew chiefs are going to be for four weeks. But, I mean, chances are we've never heard of them, and so I'm not even going to get into it. But what I will get into is the points as of... uh, as of Phoenix, William Byron is in first place because he's won two races. But he's only got 44 points. Second place is Kyle Busch, who's a race winner, and he's got 122 points. So that's how much it really whacked him. Third is Rich, Ricky Stenhouse, who's got a win. He's got 104. And now the rest of these gentlemen don't have any wins. Kevin Harvick is fourth. Ross Chastain, fifth. Christopher Bell, sixth. Ryan Blaney, seventh. Martin Truex, 8th. My man Daniel Suarez is ninth. 10th is Joey Logano. 11th, Brad Keselowski. 12th, Chris Boucher. 13th, Denny Hamlin. 14th, Bubba Wallace. 15th, Austin Sendrick. And 16th, Corey LaJoy. Just out of the top uh, top 16, which is what I just read because those are the guys that go to the playoffs, Michael McDowell is 17th, Tyler Reddick 18th, A.J. Allmendinger 19th, and Austin Dillon 20th. If you look on down the point standings here, 24th is Alex Bowman, who's got 54 points instead of 154. It knocked him out of the lead in the point standings all the way to 24th place. Mm. Uh, Chase Elliott lost. uh, He's got 27 points. Of course, he's been – he's got uh, Jerry – what's his name? Driving his car for him until he gets over his skiing – or his snowboarding accident. And Kyle Larson is 32nd in points with 37 points. Josh Berry's name I'm trying to think of. Okay. Hard to think on your feet sometimes. So, uh, you know, NASCAR's not going to put up with some of this stuff. Uh, and if you report yourself, they'll they'll get you too. So my advice would be to keep your keep your mouth shut if you did something wrong and they didn't notice it the first time around. Yeah. I'd be don't go confessing. <laughs> yeah, not, not, you don't want to be confessing up to nothing, but... Uh... Yeah, it seems like you. If you're going to try to get away with something, you certainly can't talk about it. Well, the uh, well, I guess he he's such a jerk. I've never liked him anyway, so I guess he was kind of proud of it or bragging or whatever, you know. And uh, I think so, he wanted Chastain to know that I did this on purpose. Okay, well, uh, NASCAR listens to his show, evidently. Yeah, Apparently he, so. A um, couple other things. Uh, the trucks and uh, Winston Cup cars are going to test this week at North Wilkesboro. Corey Heim, uh, Zane Smith, and Carson Hostsavar are going up there to do a Goodyear test. And uh, the dignitaries at the Atlanta race tomorrow are going to be a bunch of uh, Georgia Bulldogs from the national championship team. Of course, one of them got in, speaking of racing, got in some pretty deep trouble because of a, a fatality after the championship uh, game that night with uh, racing on the highway and he's uh, dropping quite a bit in the polls, I mean in the uh, the draft order of where he might go in the NFL draft. I don't have the guy's name written down here. 
and they have approved Nashville Motor Speedway or Nashville uh, Fairgrounds Speedway to be taken over and run by uh, the people at Bristol. There was a lot of haggling and raggling about that, so they've taken it over, and it's now full speed ahead to uh, to get that ready for competition to have races at the Nashville Fairgrounds again, which y'all won at with Benny Parsons, right, Greg? Yeah, we won there several times, and it's a super neat track. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a semi-high bank 5A, and they've always put on real good shows and always had a good crowd, and uh, you know, I think that's where Darrell Walter really learned and, and light models and stuff learned and, and got going. But it, it, it's a neat racetrack. Well, you know, way back in the 70s, I think it was, because there was a live race on ABC, they banked it real high. I mean, it was banked like Monza at one time. And it was, the the racing was in, incredible. And I remember it was somebody, I don't remember if it was Kale Yarborough or who it was, but somebody like Kale said they took the worst track on the circuit and ruined it. So, uh, anyway... That's the early uh, news we have here from uh, uh, what happened in Cup last week. I'm glancing down here at my um, Peacock with the uh, IMSA race from Sebring, the 12, 12 hours of Sebring, and they've got an early caution flag, but Durrani is still leading. And we're going to take a break right now and come back and just talk some more. We'll go to Xfinity next. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open mic. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And normally at this point, I'd be welcoming Deb Williams on the show, but she's not going to be on until 1120, an hour from now. Looks like they're uh, getting going hot and heavy down there at Sebring, Greg. They just uh, had a couple of them. One glanced off the wall, and uh, they went under caution, but it was a quick one. They're back to green. They don't fool around and let everybody make a pit stop and drive around for two or three laps under the caution. If, when the track's clear, they go. That's and the they got they And they got 12 hours. So uh, so let's move on, and I'll take, take a look at Xfinity here, where last week they ran the United Rentals 200. And um, sad to say, it was a bad day for Jeremy Clements. He can't get going this year. And he, well, need, he needs to get going pretty soon. Well, it's kind of like we're year before last when we kept talking about him being snake bit. Well, it seems like that, that snake's coiled up pretty tight right now. Well, but the thing about it is, last time he was crashing. He, yeah. hadn't, he hadn't hit a thing. He hadn't, hadn't scratched the car as far as I know. He's just having a lousy performance and bad finishes. Uh, but last week, the uh, winner in his first victory in uh, Xfinity was Sammy Smith. Of course, he's driving for Joe Gibbs, so, you know, probably any one of the three of us could do pretty fair in that car. Second was Ryan Truex, third Sheldon Creed, fourth Riley Herbst, fifth Chandler Smith, sixth John Nemechek, seventh John Nemechek, uh, John H. Nemechek, not to be confused with John Nemechek that we lost at at, uh, Homestead a few years ago, seventh Austin Hill, eighth Josh Berry, ninth Kyle Busch, very refreshing that he didn't win, and tenth Daniel Hemrick. But, you know, Kyle Busch was winning all those races when he drove for Gibbs. Well, I think that may have been part of his problem this past year. He was used to racing in two and sometimes three races a weekend, and that gave him a whole lot more practice on those tracks. Well, I think the problem is uh, he didn't forget how to drive. I think the problem is he switched to Chevrolet because uh, Gibbs is Toyota, and when he went to uh, – Childress, he had, he's not driving a Toyota anymore, so he's got a car that's not quite probably what he's had in the past. But you got to go all the way down to 20th to find Jeremy Clements. He started 27th. He finished 20th. He looked like he might squeak in at 19th, but he did not. So uh, Jeremy's having a, having a pretty tough time of it right now. 
I texted him after the race, and I said, hang in there, buddy. Come home and get some home cooking because you just need to get back down here where you belong. Well, he belongs everywhere, but I'm talking about in you know the south. Instead of living in hotels and wherever he's been living the last couple of weeks on his western tour, he's back in his comfortable house here in Spartanburg now, and I think that hopefully we'll find out today if that's a help. I believe it will. I do, too. Xfinity points. Austin Hill is first uh, with two wins. Second is John Hunter Nemechek with a win. Third is Sammy Smith, who got his first win last week. Fourth, Justin Allgaier. Fifth, Chandler Smith. Sixth, Riley Herbst. Seventh, Sam Mayer. Eighth, Cole Custer. Ninth, Josh Berry. Tenth, Daniel Hemrick. Eleventh, Sheldon Creed. And twelfth is Parker Klingerman. You notice they only take the top 12 to go to the playoffs in Xfinity. And you got to look all the way down to 20th. He's still there, but he's further back out of the the transfer position to get into the playoffs than he was last week. I think it was 20 out of it last week. Jeremy now is 31 points out of 12th place, and that's where he's got to get or he's got to win a race. So uh, they were not able to qualify yesterday in Atlanta because of the terrible weather. So they uh, they set the field by past performance and uh, the phases of the moon and the zodiac sign and all this other <laughs> crazy stuff that I'm not even about to try to understand. Provisionals on top of provisionals. Ah, uh, you name it, buddy. Um, Sammy Smith is on the pole, so I guess a lot of it had to do with how you finished last week since he won. And you got to look all well. I'll read a few of them. John Hunter Nemechek is second. The second row is Austin Hill and Ryan Truex. Third is Riley Herbst and Chandler Smith. Fourth, Sheldon Creed and Cole Custer. And fifth is Josh Berry and Sam Mayer. You've got to go all the way back to row 12. And on the inside and 23rd starting position will be Jeremy Clements. And, uh, Jeremy, you just got to pass some cars and have a little bit of luck and a, a, a little bit of better performance out of the out of everybody. To, uh, you know, last week I... Or every week, it seems like I say, I think he's got a pretty good record at this track. So I decided to check. Uh, last year in the spring race, he finished 37th in a crash right off the bat. And in the July race, he had just a typical uh, mediocre 17th. So, Jeremy, buddy, we are pulling for you. I don't know how we can pull for you any harder. But you uh, just have a good run today. That race will be at 5 o'clock which is called Raptor King Tough to the Raptor King Tough 250. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to make sense out of it. I don't know what that means, how they come up with these, but that'll be at 5 o'clock today on FS1. People pay a lot of money to get get their name on the, on these races. Yeah, and you know, they don't even mention it during the race unless you you buy time you know, right. with Fox. And let me mention something about Fox while I'm at it, because I don't know if any of you, of you have read on uh, social media, but they are giving Mike Joy hell. I mean, he has really had a hard couple of weeks, and the problem is that so many people are complaining about the length and the number of commercials that he's sort of mocking them when they go to a commercial. And he'll say, like, he calls them uh, keyboard kings or something like that he said for all you keyboard kings uh the uh it's not kings it's something else because he wouldn't leave out half another gender but for all you keyboard people out there 
this will, and he says it real slow and deliberately, and I didn't really notice it. I haven't. Um, this will be the last full commercial. You know, something like that. Right. And people are mad. Plus, he said something last week, and they're pointing out every little thing he does wrong now. He said last week something to effect that uh, Kyle Larson uh, was doing something, leading or whatever it was, and he said, and he hasn't done this since 2001. Well, in 2001, I don't think he, 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 I think they said he was eight years old or he wasn't born yet. I don't, anyway, one thing that was happening, um, you remember Kurt Gowdy? Yes. Oh, yeah. With NBC? He was mixing up people. There was one time uh, that I think he got the entire five members of the UCLA basketball team, you know, when they were real, real good, wrong. Yeah. I don't know if you pronounce their names wrong. I don't remember now, but he was getting pretty long in the tooth. I don't know how old, but Mike Joy is 73. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 71, and I kind of know what he's going through. Oh, tell me about so it. I couldn't even think of Josh Berry's name just now. I can't, I'm having trouble remembering the movie I watched last night. I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, these, uh, you know, it might be a time to cut it off at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, NBC's got a. A pretty young bunch, and you know Daryl Walter. I don't know that he was making any mistakes or anything, but he said farewell to uh, NBC when he was Mike Joy's partner. He did that a couple of years ago. So well, the uh, thing about it, the dollars have gotten so big for those announcers, they're trying to cash in on these last few years for stuff they got paid peanuts for most of their career. Well, I, exactly I, right. I don't have the exact numbers, but. Um, Mike Joy started with CBS as a pit reporter back when they used to do the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, they did not every race. Nobody right. was doing every race then, but they were doing the Daytona 500. And I think he, uh, oh, it was something like, 19, it, was, it was a long time ago. I mean, it was, uh, I'll try to get an exact figure on that, but it was like uh, 30, 40 years ago. And I haven't, I didn't catch I don't listen to every word they say, and now it seems like somebody is listening to every word he says yeah. to pick up on what he said about Kyle Larson. But it, 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 I think if you were paying attention even halfway, um, you could pick up on the uh, mocking the fans for uh, complaining about the length of the commercials and the frequency of them, and uh, they don't like it. And there was a lot of uh, um, a lot on social media out there last week about that. So. Uh, Mike Joy's on a little bit of heat. Looking down here at uh, the, 20, the 12 hours of Sebring, Pipo Durrani has a little over, a little less than a half-second lead over uh, Ricky Taylor with Seabass, uh, Sebastian Bourdais running fourth. And fifth is, uh, I don't know who Jeanette is, what car he's driving. He's driving the number eight. That might be uh, Penske's car. I think Penske's cars might be number six and eight or seven and eight or whatever. But anyway, they're racing down there. That's on Peacock if you want to watch it. So uh, let's uh, move ahead here, talk a little bit about the trucks. You boys jump in anywhere if you got something to say. Trucks don't run today. They run next uh, on, um, well, I didn't even write down where the race is. I, I think it's, uh, no, they run today. At the the freight, which is FR and the number eight, right? The freight two o eight. That's at two o'clock today on FS one after the Cup qualifying. Okay. So uh, 
the trucks run and then uh, take a little break and then the uh, Xfinity cars run. So it's a full day of racing in Atlanta. And they have changed the title sponsor of the Atlanta 500. It's the Ambetter 400, which I think is a health service. But, you know, we used to have the guy on from Atlanta every year. And, right. uh, and he, uh, they were sponsored by Quick Trip, and it was the Folds of Honor. And remember, he told us about how every fold has a different meaning when yes. they fold up the flag and all that stuff. And I guess Fold of Honor dropped out. Bits of dust. I guess so. But the points for the trucks, Zane Smith is the points leader with one win. They've only had one race, and that was at Daytona. Second's Ty Majeski, third Christian Eckes, fourth Matt Crafton, fifth Ben Rhodes, sixth Grant Enfinger, seventh Carson Hosevar, eighth Matt D. Benedetto, ninth Tanner Gray, and tenth Chase Purdy. And they only take ten cars to the playoffs, so that's as far back as we'll go. And uh, Arca. Arca won't run again until Talladega when they run the... Uh, General Tire 200, and that will be on April 22nd on FS1 at 1230. And uh, they've only won the one, run the one race that Greg... No, that's wrong. They've won two races. Greg Van Alts won at Daytona, though, and he is the points leader. Connor Mozak is second. Sean Core is third. LeVar Scott is fourth. Fifth is Mandy Chick. And I wonder if she is. I think it was a name like Mandy. I think I knew a guy named Mandy one time. Sixth is Amber Balkane. I know she's a female and is married to the the linebacker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or whatever. Seventh is Jesse Love. Eighth, Jack Wood. No relation to me. Ninth, Jason White. And tenth is Dale Quarterly. So uh, they will be uh, off until Talladega. So, uh... We are moving through a whole lot of information here very quickly. We are. Yeah. Y'all better we're, we're coming up on our next break. We're coming up on the next break, but y'all better, after that, it's going to be, uh, uh, we may have to tell some war stories here. Greg, start thinking of some good ones. i tell you what you can be thinking of, Greg, is some Dale Inman stuff. Because we're going to have Dale Inman on at the top of the hour. And, uh, you know, I saw something that said he was... Uh, I don't know what kind of election this was or who voted it or what, but he finished second to Ray Evernham as the greatest crew chief in NASCAR. Uh, you know, I don't know. That might be a case of recency bias because uh, he won eight championships in 188 races. And, uh, I mean, nothing against Ray. He's been on the show a lot. But, you know, I don't think he probably won more than – he probably won four or five. Ever how many Jeff Gordon won? But he, uh, if he won all of them with him, but it's kind of hard to beat Dale Emmon, who won a hundred and eighty, well, hundred and uh, actually one hundred ninety-three races, counting the ones with Tim Richmond and Terry Labonte. One hundred eighty-eight with Richard Petty at eight championships, seven with Richard and one with Terry Labonte. So uh, Dale must have been a good friend of yours, and he he's uh, I think his record is is matchless. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, and all the different things that he done on the car, he, he he was the crew chief and done tons of work on the car. He changed one of the tires. He was the one that always talked to Richard over the radio. Mm-hmm. And I used to think Daddy was kind of bad, him and Baker over that radio, but uh, we was out in Talladega and 
they were having trouble or something. And, uh, anyway, Dale and Richard could get into it pretty good on their radio back then. So, but uh, I don't say anybody really, other than Abraham, you know, even comes close to uh, his credentials or had a, a proper way of comparing them. Well, but, you know, wins and championships is a good for a starter. And yeah. I think, I think, uh, and the fact he stopped in, in the middle of his career and done it with Terry Labonte and, and Bailey Hagan them and won a championship right off the box in the middle of his career with the Petties. And he went back to the Petties. And that's, that, that means a lot. So let's take a break, and we'll come back and uh, pick this up again and just talk. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. 
be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Well, on a normal show, that would mean that uh, Alan was getting ready to do the local results, but Alan's out in the fishing hole, I guess. Right now, he's, he's getting a line wet. <laughs> I guess he is. Uh, looking down here at Sebring, they just had another spin out. It did not bring a caution out unless he pulls out in front of this car. Um, so, no caution, but they are racing at Sebring. What did you find out about the penalties there, uh, Ronnie? Well, according to CBS NASCAR website, uh, the teams were fined for were found to have illegally modified a part which deals with how the radiator duct is assembled. So it's some sort of louver channeling air to the radiator, I, I reckon. Yes, it is. And uh, then you went into the, the, the penalties and the crew chief chiefs Plural, Cliff Daniels, Alan Gustafson, uh, Rudy Fugel, Trent Owens, and Blake Harris have all been fined a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand bucks, and suspended for the next four races. Yeah. Well, and that's bad enough, but and, the uh, the 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 points is what's killing some of them, really killing. With the combined four hundred thousand dollars in fines <laughs> to Hendrick Motorsports makes it the largest one ever assessed to a single organization in the history of NASCAR. Well, you got fined pretty good one time down at Daytona for something, we didn't you, Greg? What, what was it? Y'all caused the record. Er, Earnhardt wrecked somebody yeah, we, or something? we were in the bus class down there at Daytona, and the car was real competitive, and we was running second in behind Elliott. And uh, we had a different valve cover configurations, the valve train stuff different. And with about five laps to go, we started puffing out all out the breathers and smoking out the back of the car. We run like about two laps, and they started to black flag us, and they they, they pulled it back, and then it really puked a lot of smoke. And uh, so they black flagged us, and Earnhardt never done nothing. He stayed out there running. <laughs> and then th- th- then we wind up wrecking a bunch of people sitting behind us because it put down too much oil. But... We we set the record on that day. It was it was ten thousand in nineteen eighty three, and that was the record up to that point. Didn't Earnhardt say something like, "I don't come in when NASCAR tells me to. I come in when Bud Moore tells me to." Yeah, he made it. Yeah, he made several <laughs> statements. Another thing, he said, "Well, you couldn't see the black flag." Earnhardt says, "No, I was looking for the checkered flag. I don't look for black flag." <laughs> it, it was anyway. 
they did rescind part of the, I, th- I think, kind of 5,000 or something. But, uh, that was pretty steep back then, but Lord have mercy. The, the Hendricks deal. Did y'all pay it? Didn't they reduce it once the, once the that, publicity went down? They said, okay, give us a... Give us a buck and a quarter, and we'll call it even, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something. I mean, they, they done something, but uh, you know, NASCAR's got these rules, and, and apparently, this rule here with the louvers, I know how that'd be a tremendous advantage if you got him dialed in differently than somebody and got an edge that way. I guess that's where NASCAR really uh, throwed it to him because that, that that could be a pretty big advantage. Well, the thing about it is. There's only one part you can use, period. Right. Well, if you don't use it, <laughs> there's no excuse. If you put your own, if you put your own piece on there, and I don't know what they could have done to make it different, unless it was lighter or shaped a little bit different, or you know, maybe maybe Deb can tell us. But uh, well, on down in the body of the story, it does say that the design approved by NASCAR was different from the design submitted by Chevrolet. Okay. So but, apparently they used the, the Chevrolet louver instead of the, the NASCAR approved louver. Well, they ought not have done that. But they are appealing it, saying that the uh, the fines have been so inconsistent lately that that should not be such a dire penalty for them. And what I read last night was that it took NASCAR a while to come up with the penalty because they wanted to be consistent. So, what the heck? Who knows? Uh, looking down here at uh, uh, IMSA, Durrani is still leading the 12 hours of Sebring. Now, you know, they had a big deal, too, with, uh, I don't know if you remember this from last week I was talking about it, but they penalized the winning team at Daytona in the 24 hours for, uh, they have to monitor the air pressure in the tires, and it has to be a certain air pressure. And I guess this is done electronically. Where it's, anyway, I don't know how they did it. I don't have a clue. But the Meyer Shank racing team that won the race uh, was sending phony air pressure. It wasn't what was actually going on in you know with the tires. So they got caught, and they got caught by Honda, who turned them into IMSA. So in other words, the car that they runs in Acura, and I guess that is that not part of Honda. Anyway, Honda's the one that picked up on it and turned them in, and they got whacked. Uh, but what kills me is now I'm looking, I'm putting my, I'm doing my research for the show. Hey, you're making a good point. That's a good point on this deal. They, uh, I'm looking at the points because I printed out and I'm getting ready to read them right here. But you got 350 points for winning Daytona. Well, Ricky Taylor, Brandon Hartley, Felipe Albuquerque, and Louis Delatraz still are showing with 350 points. And my math would say that if you took 200 points, which was their fine, they'd only have 150. And there's nine teams, so that should put them in eighth place. But they are still listed as leading in points, and I don't understand that. Uh, So I'm going to read what I think is correct. Uh, So the point leaders would be uh, Sebastian Bourdais, Ringer, Vander Zandy, and Scott Dixon. Second would be the team of Earl Bamber. Alex Lynn and Richard Westbrook. And then third would be our own uh, Wheeling Engineering Cadillac, which is Jack Aiken, Alexander Sims, and Pipo Durrani, 
which sat on the pole and are currently leading uh, still in the first of 12 hours at Sebring. But they got a second-and-a-half lead, which is it's growing, so they're doing real well. That is good. Fourth is Colton Herta, Marco Whitman, Augusto Farfus, and Philip Ng. Fifth is Michael Christian, Matt Campbell, and Felipe Nasser, who used to be Whelan's driver. And his name I butchered a few minutes ago. The sixth place is... Uh, his name's Matthew Jaminet, got to be French. Dane Cameron and Nick Tandy in, in sixth place. And seventh is um, Connor Felipe. And, you know, Connor Felipe always comes to mind because when they had uh, the BMW golf tournament last year here, you know, and in, in, it's actually mostly in Greenville. I don't know if they play any of it in Spartanburg. But... Uh, Connor Felipe was in it, and Tyler interviewed him, and I just always remember that name because Tyler talked to him. Sheldon Vanderlind and uh, Nick, wow, Yaloli. And then uh, and then eighth would be Tom Blomquist, Helio Castro, I'm sorry, ninth would be Tom Blomquist, Helio Castroneves, Simon Pagino, and Colin Brom based on their uh, being assessed a 200-point penalty. And I don't know when that's going to stop showing up start showing up when you look up the point standings and uh but it's not yet greg we got about six minutes here you got a another uh dale inman story yeah one of the biggest things about dale inman is, is uh the son of a gun has always been you know he's always been a clown of the garage area but dead serious and uh but he uh, a dead serious clown can be a dangerous person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took everything real serious, but he could get a hold of it. The man is so physically strong in his forearms from changing tires, working on race cars and stuff. Uh, he can he can kind of grab hold of your arm, and make you cry uncle pretty quick. Well, That's you know what? what? That's interesting you say that because Mike Hill sent me a text this week when I sent out who we had on the show, and that's exactly what he brought up. He said that he would punish you if you shook hands with him, and a lot of people wouldn't do it. Oh, I know it. Uh, uh, even even her buddy Larry was at Darlington one time and got to meet him. Larry says, I ain't never shook no man's hand like that. I don't even think he's trying to squeeze it very hard. But uh, he's just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful person. I always loved college football. Uh, real dedicated guy. Liked by everybody. I mean, it's, there's nothing you say about him except good things, and he gets results. Uh, but, yeah, he can uh, – I, mean, I tell you what, him and Maurice and Richard and all that bunch up there back in the day, they could, they, they could hold their own pretty good. Now, Richard and Maurice, of course, are brothers. Maurice has passed away. But Dale was the cousin yep. that was like a brother. And he was uh, – um, Officially, I think, made a crew chief in 1964 when they won the Daytona 500. Right. And it was in the victory lane of the 1981 Daytona 500 when he said, I, probably to Mike Joy on CBS, that uh, he was going to another team. And it shocked a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, I tell you, Dale's an interesting guy. We'll be looking forward to seeing what all he's got to say or what we can get him to say. He is a Hall of Famer. He uh, went in quickly, too. He went in the third class right after your father's class. Yeah. 
he went in with a Buck Baker and Mike Stefanik and I can't remember who else, but uh, it was, uh, you know, everybody that gets in the Hall of Fame deserves it, I think, he so far, in, anyway. Like your dad. But, uh, when uh, there was everybody to choose from. Yeah. And they were putting in five at a time. But he, uh, you know, that, that means something to me that, not, and I'm not saying that today they're running out of people to put in, but they have cut down to three from five. And Dale Inman uh, went in with Buck Baker, and, and Cotton Owens was in that third class, I believe, and Buck Baker, and uh, I can't, it, Ned Jarrett might have been in it. Yeah, that was a stout group. Well, they're all stout, but, I mean, yeah, yeah that was, you know, the first ones to me, you know, are are the most, well, I, you know, the heaviest as far as uh, the history of the sport go, as far as I'm concerned. So, well, anyway, the, go ahead. They they hit the, uh, they hit some of them, you know, while, while their careers, even though they might have been retired or whatever, uh, is still fresh on their mind. Now, I know that they, you know, they, they do some deceased people, which, you know, a lot of people done a super lot of NASCAR and everything, uh, and and then passed away, but left us an impact. But uh, I think you know the first the first three to four rounds, uh, there was so much publicity, so much hype, and different things going on with, with, with the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That yeah, I think anybody that got in like the top twenty got more attention or something. Well, you know, they used to broadcast the announcement. Yeah. And it was a big deal. They would come on like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they would bring up the envelope and open it. It was like the Academy Awards or something like that, the way they did it. And I know when your daddy got it, you know, everybody was shocked. Not that he didn't deserve it. It's just that I think a lot of people thought it would be Daryl Walter, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, That's right. And so uh, when uh, – and now I think when when they, they do the – the new inductees into the Hall of Fame is just like a press release. It's like, okay, who yeah. here's who got in. You know, I don't I'm I'm almost positive there's no broadcast of, of it. And I was even that was when I worked in Charlotte and I got in the car and was driving home from work when they announced the the two thousand eleven Hall of Fame I, I, or two thousand yeah, two thousand eleven and they announced uh, you know, everybody and Bud Moore and I went Bud Moore, I mean, that's fantastic. He deserves it, but I, I, I didn't see that coming, and I don't think Bud Moore did either, or you. And uh, so, uh, But, I mean, it was announced over the radio on just a regular sports yeah. cast, like, a, like a, I think I was listening to ESPN in Charlotte, and it was on the national sports cast. So, anyway, Dale Inman is in the Hall of Fame as a crew chief. Uh, he went in with Glenn Wood. That was another one, I think, that was in his class. So, yeah, uh, I think so. We're going to take a break right here for the top of the hour and come back and talk to uh talk to Dell M and I'm really looking forward to it. I love these guys. They've got so much knowledge and they're so famous and and they just they're so old. He's eighty six years old but he probably sounds like he's about fifty. But let me take a break. We're gonna come back and talk to Dell Emmon. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. 
what you need to know. In the NCAA Tournament Friday, 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson. Upset, one seed Purdue, 63-58, just the second time ever a 16 seed has taken down a one seed. Nine-seed Florida Atlantic beat eight-seed Memphis 66-65 on Nicholas Boyd's game-winning bucket with 2.5 to play. Six-seed TCU over 11-seed Arizona State 72-70. Jacoby Coles the game-winning floater with 1.5 to play. Three-seed Kansas State defeated 14-seed Montana State 77-65. Four-seed Indiana over 13-seed Kent State, 71-60. In the NBA Friday night, Maxi Kleba hit a three at the buzzer to give the Dallas Mavericks a win over the Lakers in L.A. And the Memphis Grizzlies rallied from 29 down to win at San Antonio in over... A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your engine. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. 
Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is indeed an honor to welcome our next, our next guest, Hall of Famer, eight-time Winston Cup champion and winner of 193 races, Dale Lindman. Good morning, Dale. Dale, you still there? Well... First time this is Maybe you're going to have to give him another ring. All right. Talk there for a second. I don't know what happened. I, it's the first time I've done that all year. What well, Dale's the best known being the crew chief for the king, Richard Petty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, give me that. It's got the phone number on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Live radio, folks. Keep talking over there. Oh, well, we uh, maybe that's him calling in right there. Fox Sports Spartanburg. Yeah, let me put you on hold. We'll come yeah, right we got him you. back again now. And here we go with our Dale Inman. Still there, Dale? Well, what the heck's going on here, Ronnie? I don't know. Well, y'all talk. I mean, this is I, nothing I can do about it. I got all the right buttons pushed. Anyway, we got him on the line. <laughs> but for some reason, it don't seem to go through. Seems like we're having something. Technology's uh, wonderful when it works, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because remember, I, I heard him talking to Daredevil as I was coming into the station this morning. Which I just want to give a belated happy birthday to... Uh, Daredevil, he's been a friend of the show, friend of the station. Yeah. Just all around good guy. Yep. That's right. Well, now I'm and getting voice mail, so uh, we'll get this straightened out in a minute. Go ahead and uh, go ahead. Bail me out here. Why don't you go ahead and take a, a an early break, and we'll straighten things out while we're off the air. Oh no! Oh, I tell you what. I, I tell you what. Uh, one thing I would like to talk about. Okay, here's the again. Here he goes. Good morning, Dale. Dale. I'm gonna try this again. I don't know what's wrong with the phone. Hold on. Okay, you there? There? You there? You there, Dale? It's not working. I don't know what's wrong, Ronnie. I have no idea. Uh, well, folks, um, that's going to knock us out of having Deb, too, if I can't figure out what's going on here. Uh, that's a shame because I've got him on hold. He's right there. Are you out there? Can you hear me, Dale? Something's not wrong. I don't know if there's another button pushed someplace. 
I can't figure out what it is or not. It looks like uh, looks like everything's like it's supposed to be. Um, hello, you there, Dale? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> no, it's not working. I don't know. Hello, Dale, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. There you Hell are. Yay. I had the wrong button pushed. I am so sorry, but that's live radio for you, and I apologize. But I gave you a what real. What are we gonna do now? Well, I gave you, <laughs> I gave you a real good uh, introduction. Uh, introduction, and I, <laughs> I guess it got wasted. Everybody heard it, but you. But uh, welcome to Start Your Engines, and it's a pleasure having you on here. I told them that you were a eight-time crew chief, uh, Winston Cup champion, and uh, won 193 races, and a member of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. What else have you done lately? Well, I don't know. That just. That's just the way things happen back in the day we come through, and uh, I try to keep up with what's going on now. In fact, me and Richard going to Atlanta in the morning, and um, we'll fly down in the morning, and then after the race, we'll come back home, and Lord have mercy, we used to do it, and it'd, it'd take three or four days to get all that worked out, but that's just <laughs> what uh, everything's happened. I guess it's kind of like you trying to get the radio to work. It's certainly <laughs> Just keep yeah. plugging away. Yeah, we apologize for that, Dale. But uh, no, that's good. Yeah. Like I was saying, that's that's that's, that's kind of bad. Like when the headphones wouldn't work at the racetrack, sometimes <laughs> could be aggravating. Well, Dale, one thing I wanted to ask you about was the nineteen sixty seven season when yeah. uh, you and Richard won twenty seven races. That's unbelievable, and all of them in the same car. I mean, you weren't tearing something up and, and then having to replace it. What was special about that particular car that made it so dominant in the 67 season? Well, I you know, I have no idea, but the car was actually built in 1966. We, went, we won several races. I say we now. <clears throat> when I say we, I'm referring to Richard. Listen to me. I'm referring <laughs> to Richard when I say we. But uh, we built it in 66 and had a great year with it. I think it won maybe 15 or 16 races then. So we built a, another brand-new car in 1967 just like it. The body, the bodies were the same back then, and I think the grills were just a little bit different. And uh, we never could do nothing with it. We failed four, five, six times, and Rich said, well, let's just get the old 66 car out and it just, I don't know, it just wouldn't do no wrong, you know. And, uh, and, and you know, at one time during that spell, it was, he won 10 in a row. 10 in and, a row. You know, that's kind of unheard of. And and two of those was, you know, one of them was Darlington and one of them was Martinsville. So everything wasn't to give me, you know. And But it was just, it was just a special season, you know, for for that particular car. And, of course, for Richard and myself and everybody involved, including Maurice and, everybody involved that year and it wasn't one of those years when uh one of the manufacturers was was boycotting i mean everybody was there yeah they you know the factories was pro you know you know they were still in it uh big time along then you know and uh you know the slogan back then you know was uh win on sunday and sell on monday and uh it that of course we've seen the factories in and out we've seen the factories built special race cars you know including the i believe the mercury cyclone and the i forget what was the ford and then of course the dodge daytona and the, the plymouth superbird and 
we we've seen a lot of it come and go. Well, Dale, you um, uh, Mike Mike Hill, uh, who was a crew chief for Junior Johnson, is a real good friend of this show. In fact, we are uh, off to the side here, watching watching the car he's got. Um, running to 12 hours of Sebring right now at the the Whelan Cadillac. But uh, he, as soon as I told him who was on the show this week, he said, oh, my Lord, Dale Lindman. That man, he would he was so tough and so strong that he would, uh, if you shook hands with him, you, you'd be sorry. So what's this about the tough handshakes and, uh, and roughing up uh, poor little Mike Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get blamed for that quite a bit, but I, I guess... Um, I, I guess for my size, my age, I was pretty strong back then. I don't know, but I enjoyed scuffling and picking on people. And uh, of course, where I'm at right now, at uh, 86 year old, if I couldn't bluff, I'd sure be in trouble. So I still <laughs> use that as an advantage. And uh, but uh, no, it, it was good times. And of course, uh, you know, with Big Bud, good Lord have mercy, the times we had with him. I I thought I was. I thought I could get on to an official till I got involved when he got on to one, but Lord have mercy, he was tough, too. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He sure did. But, uh, but Dale, like I say, he, uh, we had a Wadden Wilson uh, last week, and he told us of a deal. Uh, uh, I don't know if he said it over the radio or if he told me about it when I was talking to him before he got on the radio. Uh but he said, best one you ever put on him is right after the guy inside the garage here, and I don't know what it was, but he said, Dale had somehow another got underneath the car cover and was laying up underneath the car cover, and I think, I think Waddell was working on the hole when he moved it then or something. I can't remember what it was. And Waddell said, there's got to be something wrong with that car cover. <laughs> and he pulled it back, and it was like Dale sitting out there ready to get him. <laughs> I don't know where that was, but he does remember it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happened back then. Of course, I guess it was pretty big last week at um, Phoenix with the Hendrix cars. But uh, you know, I don't know what we're where we're getting at with our conversation. But it, you know, anywhere you want it to go, a, anywhere you want to take racing it. is just racing is just so much different today from what it used to be. In fact, you know, they're going to qualify at Atlanta today with no practice, and they done it at Daytona, and it's just – we used to go to Daytona three weeks in advance. I know one year down there we changed engines nine times, not that they blew yep. up or anything. We're just trying different stuff, and now they 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 going to qualify at Atlanta, and that won't be fun either. I mean, I, I, I feel for the drivers, and I guess I'll – Say they might earn their money today, you know what I mean? Because they they probably gonna have to hold their breath for about thirty some seconds. I don't know, but I, I certainly wouldn't want to do it. But that's that's what it's gone to, and and it's still it's still NASCAR, and uh, it's 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 big on television and those stands. They they getting big crowds now, you know, and it's. Uh, but you know, we we come back from the roots of the track at Spartanburg and Greenville, Pickens, and and Hillsboro, and Martin. Of course, Martinsville's still alive, and they're trying to bring Willsboro back alive. I don't know how that'll work out, but it's it's going to work, and we'll just see what happens there. But uh, we've uh, it it 
you know, Richard Richard goes back to the the first race they ever run in 1948 with his dad, you know, and he's he's still around. He's kicking and not a little bit higher than I am, but not too high. But we still enjoy being around the crowd and and seeing the races. But it's certainly a different world. I'm glad you brought up Spartanburg because we talked about this. Uh, oh, it had to be three or four years ago. Uh, and I, I reminded you of a race at the fairgrounds that Richard won that where uh, Billy Wade and Ned Jarrett got into it and, and took, each, took each other out. And, uh, and you said something about, I think you said that uh, Richard went over those cars when they were flipping or something, and you found uh, black paint from Richard's car, uh, from uh, Billy Wade's car or something like that on the bottom of Richard's. Yeah, we, I, did we win that race? Yes, sir. Well, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Ed Ned spun Billy out, and Billy and got then, him back. <laughs> and then Billy went out and got him back, and it was coming down towards the end of the race. Yep. And Richard, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but that was before radios and all that stuff, you know. And we couldn't. I say we again. Richard couldn't back off, and so when they got together, Billy was turning over, and somehow it hooked Richard front end. And Richard said, he, you know, he said, I mean, you're probably looking at it and don't believe he's lying eyes, you know, but <laughs> Richard said he went straight up and straight down, yep. and I think it messed the toe in and everything up on the car. But we, it was towards the end of the race, and I think he went on and won the race. We he got did. home, and there was, um, they was maroon paint <laughs> on the drive shave, so he, he <laughs> terrified that he – that he went over that car and and uh, and I I mean I ain't making that up I seen that. Well, but, I, uh, I was looking right at the wreck and we were watching it from the back of Bud Moore's truck with uh believe it or not we were watching it was my brother and Brent Moore and uh Daryl might have been there and Greg was there and and the Jarrett brothers uh Glenn and Dale Jarrett was watching it with us so that was a that was a heck of a night. <laughs> But I got I got I want to ask you one more thing and it just popped in my mind. The next year was 1965 and um Curtis Turner was coming out of retirement. Well not out of retirement. He he was coming back because Bill France uh reinstated him. He kicked him out for trying to start the union and everything. Yeah, and, I remember that. Well, he drove the first race he was going to try to drive was at Spartanburg and he was in Richard's car. Do you were you involved in that? I mean, you had to be, didn't you? And he wrecked qualifying. Uh, it seemed like I vaguely remember that, but some of the stuff that happened then was uh, the in 1964 Plymouth. Just the stock body was a good. It was a good race car compared to the other other cars. And then we got the big Hemi coming with it, and it was just a dominant car. So NASCAR, in their polite way, outlawed the Hemi in the Belvedere body, but you could run it in the Fury. And this is 1965, and of course, uh, the Fury was a bigger car. It yeah. was more like a family car, and, and and Chrysler involved in it and paying some of the bills, I guess. I don't know how much they're paying. I, the only only deal I was involved in when we signed with Anna Granatelli in 72, but that's getting away from the story. So uh, Chrysler just, or Plymouth, told us just to go drag racing for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think the attendance got off, and I, they probably brought Curtis back 
just to try to draw some attention. They, I vaguely remember that. I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they did, and I remember, uh, it seems like to me that maybe the week before or something, Richard had a, a pretty hard hit at, at Asheville Weaverville or something, and y'all brought that car uh, for Curtis Turner to run at the fairgrounds, and it was number 43. It was a 64 Plymouth, and they had just said that uh, on the short tracks, you could run the small body, the Belvedere body, but on the big tracks, where Curtis did make his return, he drove a, a, a big Plymouth Fury, but yeah, I just didn't know if you were involved in that or not. And uh, well, but, I, yeah, I was involved. I was involved in the drag racing. But when they, I, I guess the attendance got off pretty bad, yes. you know. And so they let the they let the they let the Hemi come back in the Belvedere body in a in a track a mile and under, right. so we could run Rockingham and some of those tracks. And I think I think we come back and there say we again. It, but it was Richard. I think we won about eight races that year. I don't know, but uh, he. Uh, but uh, you know, he's he's been a he's been a crowd pleaser for from day one. And I went with him the first right after he turned twenty one. We went to Columbia, South Carolina, in a convertible and uh, all the. You know, Fireball and Bob Welburn, Possum Jones, and all of them was down there, and it's been on ever since. Yeah. Tell us, you, you started to say something about Andy Granatelli. Uh, tell us a little bit about him, because you talk about a giant in the sport. He was uh, a giant in uh, NASCAR and uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, we, uh, it was uh, 1972, and the factories was getting out of it, and, uh, the first race was in Riverside, and uh, the the car was we'd sent the car out, and Richard said uh, me and Richard and Maurice was gonna fly to California. I guess on I don't know probably on a Friday, and uh, maybe a Thursday I don't know. But he said we're going by Chicago, and we're gonna stop and talk to Granatelli. He said I've talked to him a little bit, but I don't think anything's gonna happen. And uh, he said we'll go by there and see, and then we'll catch you know we'll delay our flight a little we'll catch another flight and go on the riverside and uh so it's me and richard and maurice and we went in granatelli's office it must have been the biggest office i'd ever been at me in and he'd had all these stp products sitting on the table and everything and he was i don't know he was a pretty good sized man big around kind of short but he loved himself <laughs> and it was kind of known. It was kind of a known fact that they're gonna make a deal, you know. And uh, just kept talking. And you know, the big deal, the biggest deal of the whole thing was he wanted the car solid day glow. And Richard said, "No, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some uh, petty blue, and we'll have some day glow." And of course, you know, those colors became famous. Oh, that no was beautiful, beautiful car. Yeah, and uh, and and. But he was gonna pay. He was gonna pay more money if we won the championship that year, which we did. And if we'd have paid this solid day glow, but I remember what the price was, and it was for the whole year. But it it wasn't that much in today's world. But it was probably the best thing going back in. And then another one of the things was <laughs> that Maurice told him. He said, "I ain't wearing them damn." coveralls that y'all got look like pajamas <laughs> you know, they were white with stp decal you know logos all over them so that's when the you know the blue pants and the red shirts come in in effect so it was
was a long running process, and we still have them, you know, for, I think, um, I believe the SDP is on the call for the Wilkesboro race this year. Oh, that's All-Star great. All-Star race. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I'm pretty sure it is. Dale, I hate to tell you this, but we got kind of behind when I was trying to figure out why the phones didn't work, and we got to let you go because we're up against the break here, but, uh. Please come back again. I love hearing your stories, and I apologize profusely for uh, for our technical difficulties because uh, a button wasn't pushed. And uh, and I'm you're just a great guest, and we love having you on. Well, I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. And, you know, we we about, about all we got to do is tell our stories now. But we'll we'll see you again. Okay. Yeah, you be safe going down there to Atlanta tomorrow, and uh, wave at us if they get you on TV. Okay. I hope I can stay warm. Talk to you again. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. Man, I hated we missed about five minutes. We're yeah. screwing around with these buttons. Let's take a break because Deb's probably saying, what in the world's going on? Why hasn't he called me yet? You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand new Nissan Sentra for a low $221 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Altima, now just $283 a month. Run away in a brand new 2023 Nissan Rogue, only $330 a month. Or low 1.9% financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your growth tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Hey, everybody, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings from 7 until 9 right here on Bump and Run on Fox Sports Barnberg 98.3 FM, presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local rain specialist here in Spartanburg County. Join us as we talk high school sports, South Carolina, Clemson, USC Update, Wofford, all the stuff that matters to you, and we have the best guests. Join us weekday mornings from 7 to 9 for Bump and Run here on Fox Sports Barnberg 98.3 FM on the Fox Sports Spartanburg app and on our website at spartanburgsportsradio.com. 
Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to a very disjointed Start your engines. I hate that. That I mean, I I just saw a button over here that looks like it needed pushing, and it made the phone start working. And I don't know. I, we had he was the first one we talked to, so I don't know if it was accidentally pushed when I first sat down, or it was left over from the other show, or what. But I just gremlins. Well, bad luck because that was a good interview, and I had to get rid of him. Or I hate to put it that way. I had to, I had to end the interview so we could get to Deb Williams at. Um, 11.20, and she's still talking to Kevin Harvey. And so, you know, we'll just, I said, call me when you're done, and we'll just go with it that way. We'll just keep winging it. We'll keep winging it. Let me, uh, before it, the whole show gets away here, thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us with the our podcast. Gets it out there by the middle of Saturday afternoon. And always does a great job with that. He does. Uh, and's working on a new website for us. Well, if you'd give me a second, I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I always say that he does the Budmore Engineering website. And he has working on getting us uh, a radio show website, a Start Your Engines website. In fact, he had it up for a little while, but there's some technical difficulties with that. But um, he made me a, a delegate on there, and so I could uh, I could do things with it. And I was... Uh, in the process of loading 93 pictures on there from uh, scenes shot around the radio station here and at the book signings you and I have done, Greg, and things like that when it uh, it quit working. And then he texted me and said that it had quit working. He confirmed it. And so he's going to do some other things, and hopefully we may have that up by the end of the week, uh, next week. And the reason we were working on it is because I got Scott Anderson from the wrote the interview uh, with the the story about the car in the 1979 Le Mans. He sent me that uh, story in a PDF file, and I wanted to put it on the website uh, or on the Facebook page or wherever I could, so everybody could read it. So I think that may be what prompted Lanny to to get us a, a radio station uh, website. So anyway, all of that's ongoing, and hopefully we'll have that figured out. Um, pretty soon so we got a half an hour of show left and this could be deb calling in talk for a second there ronnie okay that was a great interview with with dale i uh i was just amazed he did not sound like he was a a, a man of 86 years yeah he, he's no, no doubt about it he's always stayed in good health see both both uh both dale emman and, and and richard betty and uh I don't know about my anyway. They all played football and stuff. They were real athletic. Right. But, uh, Greg, we got Deb on. Oh, we got Deb on. Hey, Deb. How you doing, Deb? 
Uh, cold, but fine. How about yourself? Well, we just had uh, Dale Inman on with a little bit of technical difficulty, but uh, we got it straightened out, and then uh, you were still talking to Kevin Harvick, so it sounds like you're a pretty busy journalist down there today. Uh, yeah, it's pretty hectic. The uh, drivers were meeting with NASCAR that was supposed to go 30 minutes, went an hour, so that made everything starting late with the media and... Uh, we're actually one-on-ones or scrums, as they call it now. And actually, when I was walking out of the media center to come outside to where we could do this interview, Kyle Bush was coming in. Okay, so you didn't – well, so – well, dadgummit, I hate that. that uh, are you missing something you need to be at? Well, by the time I get back in there, he'll probably be done. So I'll just ask somebody else to do it. With anything I needed to get. Well, I'm sorry about that, Deb. We had our own little problems here, and uh, I, you're a major, huge part of this show, and I want to uh, tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. And uh, and instead of staying there for Kyle Bush, who probably has something good stuff to say, and talking to us. But so I'll, I won't keep you too long, and maybe you can get back in there. What? Uh, uh, what? No, they, they start qualifying at 11:35, so they what it is that top 30 in points and drivers come into the media center they got a choice of either before qualifying or after qualifying so the ones that that we didn't get before qualifying will come in after qualifying okay well um anyway we we appreciate you taking any any amount of time at all to come on our show um well it's always a pleasure you said the well i tell you what let's get our picks in before we forget that because i'm i am going to try to get you out as quickly as possible um I need something to write with here. The point standings from last week, uh, I'm not looking at it, but I think it's, uh, I've got eight, and uh, shoot, I didn't write it down. I've got eight points, and Greg's got one, and everybody else is in between. (laughs) Hold on, I got it here. Okay. Save my life. Uh, Let me get the pulled up here what I sent you. Whoops. The reason okay. I keep... Okay, go. Uh, Perry, you got eight. Deb's got six. Ronnie's got five. Lanny's got four. And Greg's got one. The reason I can't pull that up is because I got my phone on Peacock for Sebring and uh, I can't just scroll back over to the to my... Well, did you hear what I said? Yes, I did. I got all of that. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, okay. since you... Uh, since you're down there on the scene, boots on the ground or high heels on the ground or whatever, give me a... <laughs> Not in this weather, it's sure in high heels. <laughs> is it really cold down there? It is freezing. Wow. Uh, the wind chill is what's so cold. I mean, it's sunny and blue sky, and the high today is supposed to be in the 50s, but the wind makes an extremely cold wind chill factor. And then it's supposed to be in the 20s tonight and the high in the 40s tomorrow. Wow. We just had, uh, as I said, Dale Inman on, and he said he and Richard Petty are coming down there. They're flying out in the morning, and they're some sort of special guests down there. So you may you may run into them. So, uh, 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 not from what I understand as to what theirs is, they're doing some autograph session down here. Is that what? Okay. Well, yeah. Give us a pick for the race tomorrow. Uh, eight. Kyle Bush, Ronnie. Four. Kevin Harvey, Greg. Can I have uh, uh, 
Okay. Anyway, Hurry Kyle, up, Greg. Kyle Larson. I never had picked him. Can I get him? You can have Kyle Larson, and I'll take uh, um, Suarez, and I've got a feeling who Lanny will pick, and we'll find out. Well, uh, Deb, was one of the reasons the NASCAR meeting went so long? Were they discussing the penalties? Well, uh, you know, as, the, as Brad Keselowski said, all drivers like to talk, and some like to talk more than others. Um, so I'm sure they were going over things. It's uh, NASCAR, and the drivers have these meetings on a regular basis now to clear up any issues or questions they might have. So I'm sure there were a lot of questions with all the penalties that were issued this past week. And it sounds like Denny Hamlin uh, actually told on himself on his uh, podcast or radio show or whatever it was uh, about his intentions with um, uh, Chastain and got himself uh, a fine that he might not have gotten if he kept his mouth shut. He wouldn't have gotten it if he had kept his <laughs> mouth shut. It was definitely open mouth and surf foot because um, – NASCAR, when Elton Sawyer came on the Zoom conference 15 minutes after the penalties were issued with the media, he said if Denny hadn't said anything on his podcast, he said we wouldn't have done anything because we all saw it and we thought it was a racing incident. We just viewed it as two drivers racing really hard for position on the last lap. And he said, but when he came on his podcast and said that he wrecked uh, that he was going backwards because other cars were going forward and he decided he was going to take Chastain with him. And so he put him into the wall. He said we had to react then. We had no choice. Yeah, and it sounded like to me from the way he said it that it was payback for something that happened uh, maybe races ago instead of in this particular race. Did I get that right? That's correct. Yeah, and my personal opinion, and again, this is just my personal opinion, I think it was for Ross beating him out of the Final Four at Martinsville last year. And the reason I say that is because uh, Denny made a comment on his podcast. He said, yeah, I just turned my hands, took my hands off the steering wheel, and it went into the wall, which is uh -huh. exactly what Shane said was last year. He floored it, took his hands off the steering wheel, and let it go. So that's my personal opinion, that it was for Martinsville last year for knocking him out of the final four yeah i think that's exactly right uh i do remember him saying about taking his hands off the wheel so um mm -hmm. oh that was that cool that was that move we never thought the world would happen in martinville yeah, yeah. the hell melon which uh, <laughs> is one and done because it's now been outlawed hell melon and i I, yeah. I made the comment that uh i thought they would outlaw that although um uh I, I don't think there's too many tracks you could even do that with, but, uh, you know, Martinsville was perfect for it. It, it. it was the right idea for the right time, and it worked. So, uh, Deb, what else you got? I know you've uh, uh, probably want to get back out of the your car and back into the media center there. Well, I'm not in the car. I'm not in the car. I'm standing outside the media center. Oh, you told me you were going to get in the car, and I told you to roll the windows down so we could hear the cars I, go I by. I didn't have time to get from the media center to the car because of the uh, scrubs running along. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate yeah. it, Deb. Um, the yeah. No, it's, um, you know, this week, after this week, um, NASCAR will evaluate the um, uh, longer restart 
area that they've incorporated in these first few races, and that will be reevaluated after this race. And then when we go to Coda next week, that will be the um, first road course, and they'll have the choose line in force, and you won't have the stage breaks at the road courses. And so that will be interesting here in Atlanta. The thing that's going to be interesting is how the entrance to Pitt Road is now going into turn three rather than that abrupt turn coming off the turn four. Oh, wow. That is, that, now, that's a big change there. Uh, I don't know if I like it. I guess I'll have to see it in action. But do they, what, they just made a yellow line or something? You have to get below going into turn three? Well, they all know, yeah, you've got to go down because you don't have the, the wide space come in on pit road like you do at daytona and talladega and with the speeds they run here and the type of racing they have here now to just do that abrupt turn on the pit road from turn four it's just asking for a large crash to happen so what they're doing now is you'll come start coming on the pit road into turn three like you do at darlington like you do at bristol and and, uh, well, actually, it's not necessarily at Bristol. Bristol's coming off turn two. But at Darlington, when you're coming into turn three, it's when you pull down to go on the pit road. And that's what it'll be here now is you'll pull down on the back stretch. The problem, you'll probably see a lot of speeding penalties for pit road because uh, the pit road speed starts in turn three. And i tell you something else. That I, uh, they're going to have to keep that pit road clean because, I mean, I don't think they usually uh, – blow off the aprons you know when uh you know during the race but now i mean that pit crow is going to have to be uh that down there in the turn is going to be very clean or they'll just if they're carrying too much speed they're going to slide right up into the back up on the track i i see some problems with this until they uh for tomorrow anyway uh, they may get it worked out but this sounds like a, a hairy thing to do to me well it'll be a heck of a lot safer than if they cut down on the pit road off turn four yeah well, and, and the thing is, if you have to pit under green because of it being so long with the speed of the pit road speed, in all probability, they're figuring, the drivers are figuring you'll lose anywhere from two to two and a half laps. Wow. Okay, so we got the cup qualifying going on now or in a few minutes or something, and we got uh, the truck race at two, I think, or and the... Yeah. Ex- race at two, and you got the Xfinity race at five. At five, yeah, and we'll be watching it real closely. I've, uh, as I said, I've got on my phone here uh, Sebring, and they've got. A, I don't know what the temperature is, but it's beautiful weather, and the uh, our, our Wheeling Cadillac cars led most of it. Started on the pole, but is running second right now. But he's a uh, uh, Sebastian Bourdais winning, but there's a long way to go. That one's still got about ten hours or so. So, uh, Deb, anything else? Uh, yeah, it's beautiful here. You couldn't ask for a more beautiful days. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Deb. Well, we'll let you go, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. I know we had to juggle a lot around to get you on. What's the next race you're going to, Darlington? Uh, is it Richmond? Is that Coda? Oh, okay. All right. And Coda's next week, so uh, I think we're going to have... I'm sorry. I just can't hear you over these cars. That's okay. We'll let you go. Deb, we love you. Thanks okay. for... Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. That's Deb Williams. Who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Probably the coldest one, too. I would not doubt it today. <laughs> it's, it's cool. She is the smartest 
point in journalism and all of motorsports, really, no but, doubt. But uh, Atlanta does have wind chill factors. You come down Pit Road and where the garage area was, and you could be down there and be 55 degrees in the sun out, and that wind cut out, and you'd be underneath the shade, you know, and it, it gets cool. So there's been many days I think I spent in Atlanta, and Deb has too, the weather being like it is. But it's good racing weather. I'm telling you something right now. Mark my word. I can see trouble with this entering the pit road on the coming into the third turn. They're going to be slowing down just about, you know, right after they get on the back stretch. They're going to have to really start getting over and slowing down. And you know how dirty the apron is. They don't ever sweep off the apron when they, you know, blow the track. They're going to have to keep that clean. Or those cars are going to come in there too hot and hit the, all that crap on the apron and slide right up into the traffic. I can see that in the truck race at too. 2 o'clock. That, that'll be so that, a, that, something to watch for. I, 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 that, I think they, if the problem is the wideness of pit road, they should widen pit road instead of coming in the, off of turn 3. But we'll see how it works. I mean, you know, I don't think NASCAR's that, trying to get anybody hurt. I think they're trying to make a better product. But I didn't know it was a problem to begin with. I never thought. I never didn't know it was, but well, you know, it could be since they uh, repaved the track and banked the turns, uh, that progressive banking and, you know, the, the improvements they say that they made a couple of years ago when this was another one of the tracks that everybody it, said, leave it alone. It's perfect. It, it could be it could be during that stage it jumps and changed enough to make it a little more tricky getting in, but it uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me knowing how the racetrack is. But, uh, we'll find out. Yep, we will find out pretty quickly. All right, let's take our last break and come back. And uh, I won't say lump to the finish line, but uh, hopefully we won't have any more snafus. We really appreciate Deb uh, sacrificing an interview there with Kyle uh, Bush to uh, to come talk to us. That's uh, she's she's dedicated to the show. She loves to do it, and we love having her. And um, look forward to her segment every week. And uh, it's the only way we can get Daredevil to listen is that right, Ronnie? Pretty much. Okay. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and take it to the finish line. You're listening to the Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand-new Nissan Sentra for a low 221 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Altima, now just 283 a month. Run away in a brand-new 2023 Nissan Rogue, only 330 a month. Or low 1.9% financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg for the last eight minutes and 50 seconds of the show. We uh, have a couple more things to touch on here. Uh... Update from Sebring, we have, uh, well, as soon as I get ready to give it to you, they switch to another of course scoreboard. But Durrani is about seven seconds back in fourth place, but they're still all, they started at 10-10, so they're still about, uh, they're still a long way to go. <laughs> about 23 hours. Yeah, about 23, 22-40, I think it works out to, or something like that. Let's uh, touch on Indy real quick. They don't race again until Sunday, April the 2nd. And they will be at Texas Motor Speedway, where they fly. Second fastest place they go. Uh, and it will be to Expel, whatever that is, 375. And it will be at noon on NBC. The point standings for Indy after uh, they've only run one race. It's Marcus Erickson, last year's Indianapolis 500 race winners first. 
Patricio Oward second, Scott Dixon third, Alexander Rossi is fourth, Callum Alat is fifth, Graham Rahal sixth, Will Power seventh, Alex Palou eighth, Christian Lunsgaard ninth, and Malalukas, and I put a staple right over his first name, David, is tenth. And so, uh, yeah, Indy, uh, that's, that's a good one that will be at noon on April the 2nd. Formula One, they uh, didn't race last week. They've only run one race. And, of course, Red Bull is just hands, heads and shoulders above every other team. Greg, you like to watch Formula One early on Sunday morning, don't you? Oh, man, yeah. Every chance I get. Well, the next one will be this Sunday. And uh, let me look over here real quickly at the time. That thing starts at 12.55, so it's an afternoon race. Uh, it's in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, at the Grand Prix of Saudi Arabia, and that's this coming Sunday. Max Verstappen is the points leader. Sergio Perez is second. Fernando Alonso third. Carlos Sainz fourth. Lewis Hamilton, which is fifth, and his own team manager said, I wouldn't blame him if he went to another team because uh, Mercedes just... Uh, they just missed it that way. Well, or something. they missed it or... Red Bull is so much far ahead of everybody. I mean, nobody can touch them in practice or in the, in the races. They're finished. They've had one race. They finished one, two. So we'll see what happens tomorrow afternoon. But uh, he's fifth in points. Lance Stoll is sixth. George Russell and the other Mercedes is seventh. Valtteri Bottas is eighth. Pierre Gasly, ninth. And tenth is Alexander Alban. The Haas cars out of Charlotte. Um, Nico Hulkenberg is 13th. And uh, I don't. Uh, Kevin Magnuson is twentieth. So uh, I told you we were going to do a little bit about uh, the American driver who is eighteenth in points, and we will, but not this week. I'll save that for another week. Is Logan Sargent out of Boca Raton, Florida? It's great to have an American back on the track. He drives for Williams, which at one time, you know, maybe twenty years ago, was a top team. It's not. Not so much anymore. Okay. Uh, television. Right now, if you go to Peacock, you can watch the 12 Hours of Sebring, which is um, going on. They got the flag at 1010 this morning, so they'll checkered flag it at 1010 tonight. At 430, they'll switch over to USA if you don't have Peacock, and um, they'll take you on USA from 430 until the conclusion. Uh, NASCAR qualifying, as you heard in the background when we had Deb on a few minutes ago, started at 11.30. And at um, 12.55, Formula One, uh, uh, NASCAR qualifying, I'm sorry, is on FS1. Uh, Formula One qualifying is on ESPN News at 12.55 from Saudi Arabia. The um, Craftsman Truck Series pre-races at 1 o'clock and the race is at 2 that's on FS1 from Atlanta, where Deb says it's really cold, and I'm telling you, watch out for that pit road. I think I think you may see problems right right off the bat. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, Maybe I'm over overstating the problem, but uh, it sounds like a problem to me. Yeah, yeah, Perry, I can assure you it's a problem, and I just hope nobody tears uh, up too many cars or, God forbid, gets hurt or nothing. But that is, that is a narrow place, and I'm a little at odds with them making that call on that deal. So we, we well, hope, you, you hopefully, were, hopefully they'll, they'll get through it okay and maybe it'll work. I, well, I don't know. Well, how many times at Darlington 
Have you seen them pit? And they come down there and on that crappy, nasty pit road entrance, coming diving right off of that bank and spin out. Or miss the cone and have to go back around. I mean, it seems to happen at Darlington more than anywhere. And I can just see that happening. And you talk about, uh, Ronnie, was it you just said something about pit road speed penalties? I think you're going to see a bunch of them. If they got a speed penalty from the beginning of the third turn all the way to the, where they're going to stop, that, I mean, that, what is that, Greg? That'd be about a, three quarters of a mile. That's a long way. Yeah, a mile I mean, and a half track. That's It's not half of it, so it'd be more like a third of third of a mile or something. That's but. That, that whole concept of that deal. Sounds uh, kind of screwy. Wrong. Uh, remember now, I don't know if we're talking about the same straightaway since, since they sort of flip-flopped the track, but remember, it was narrow on the on the back, on the front, what was the front stretch with well, the old track. It was a little bit narrow then. Remember, uh, what uh, it was hurt of bees that somebody took the pure old sign down? Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, um, it was at the entrance. When they there. redid the track back in the 90s, Y'all are still running on it. I think that's where yeah, uh, yeah. Tim Steele had his wreck. But they, the, what was the front stretch is now the back stretch, and uh, they put they built the tri-oval where the back stretch used to be yeah. for, uh, you know, the angle of the sun and all this stuff. And So, anyway, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. That will be the trucks at 2 o'clock, Xfinity at 5. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the truck drivers aren't as experienced as the Xfinity drivers. I mean, you may have some – you do have some really good truck drivers, but uh, you've also got some people making their first uh, appearance in a major NASCAR series. And I just think it's going to be a problem. It'll be interesting, so let's watch. Tomorrow, Sunday, Formula One, 12.55, is the uh, Formula One race on ESPN, the main station. That's from Saudi Arabia. And uh, at 3 o'clock, pre-race at 2, is, the, uh, is NASCAR, the cup race which will be on Fox from Atlanta. So, there you have it. There's uh, there's your TV and everything. I'm sorry we had sort of a screwy show that I don't know what happened with the phones there, but it cost us a good bit of time with... Uh, but it still worked out well. With Dale Emman, yeah. And we it worked. Got a minute 16 to go. Ronnie, you got anything you want to say to sum it up? What are you doing? You got to call some... Uh, PA or do anything no, don't, this weekend? don't have anything today but basketball and racing. Well, you got your full Burns regalia on, your hat, and a, looks, I don't think I've seen that shirt before. So. No, it's a new one. Uh, you're, uh, you're all dressed up there to pull for the Rebels. Greg, what you got going on besides taking me to lunch? I'm going to take you. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> We're all going to eat. I'll and I'm going to tag along. That's right. And to be honest with you, the last part of the show, I was sitting there thinking just what I want to eat. Now, everything that got up there is pretty doggone good. And Natalie takes good care of it, but I just can't make up my mind today. But, hey, it's ready to go get some lunchtime groceries. Well, um, we uh, have a lot of people to thank to do this show, and I always want to thank Ronnie and... Uh, Seems like there was somebody else I wanted to thank, and I can't remember who it is. Well, once again, we can thank Lanny because he does a lot of stuff for us. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to uh, try to get you a good guest for next week and make sure the phones are working, which that was probably my fault. But we're going to uh, be back next week and talk about what's happened, talk about Sebring. We'll have Mike Hill on for sure. He said he's already uh, 
agreed to do it. Natalie, get us the table ready. The rest of us, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved.